Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCann. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hoog here, the other guy on the other podcast, and live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. How you doing, Diana? I'm doing great. You sound and, great. And, well, did you hear the music cue this time? Did this we? time, yes. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the bug was last time, but I did a uh, I, I did a test run about an hour ago just to make sure that uh, there weren't any hardware or software glitches. So here we oh, are. Good. Uh, Stacy, by the way, has been known to uh, blog at theothermccain.com and at other fine spots around the interwebs. And you can find my good friend John Hogue's work at hogwash.com. Well, how are things in beautiful Valdosta today? Well, I had a really fascinating discovery on Friday. Um, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you talk about the shooting on Fry Street? I think we did. Didn't we talk about the shooting on Friday? We did. Yeah, last week, yeah. So um, one of the elderly gentlemen who was a complete and total innocent bystander uh, happens to be one of the people uh, who is a client uh, to whom we serve a senior lunch, a a ministry I work with uh, gives senior lunches to. Um, He's fine. He's fine. But... um, Having a bullet go zipping through your truck cab is evidently quite frightening. <laughs> oh my goodness! My I've, goodness. I've had bullets zip past me, but uh, and zip past the uh, door of the helicopter I was in, but never yeah. in one of the trucks I was driving. So that, yeah, I haven't. I can't say I've shared that experience. Uh, you know, wow. the the whole thing is is that there were three elderly gentlemen um, just chatting um, around this truck. And I, uh, when these two young idiots were uh, exchanging gunfire, um, evidently a bullet, one of the bullets went right through the truck. Wow. Well, uh, if the windows were down, that was, you know, okay. Yeah, uh, if, well, if it, not. It, 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 yeah, but you have to picture this. Uh, one of them's 85, another is, was 79, and another was uh, 86 or something. No one shot at me since I was 24, so I'm happy. Your you you your arteries were better able to cope with this. Well, well <laughs> what is the weather like down there? I'm looking at it's this headline: boring. Highway 41 blocked Ooh. by flooding. Yes, and I'm not surprised. Um, I was out on Bemis this afternoon. Um, we're opening a warehouse uh, for one of for a ministry, um, and uh, yeah, um, I'm driving along and I'm going okay. We get uh, we get another inch deeper, and I'm in real trouble. <laughs> so it's been raining down there. Oh yeah, it's rain. It rained all day yesterday. It's rained all day today, um, and it doesn't look like it's stopping for a while. Oh my goodness! So y'all mm. are being inundated in South Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, and since uh, this area is a swamp <laughs> with a little tiny bit of high ground, yeah. it's getting really wet. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, the Okefenokee is not that far away. No, no it isn't. Uh, you, anyway, that'll give everybody a chance to stay home for the Super Bowl. Oh. But whatever you do, don't bet on the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's uh, a terrible, it's a terrible, dangerous habit. Yeah, it's 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 an item on my blog today. Um, mm-hmm. Gambling is a bad habit, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and whenever I'm watching ESPN or the other uh, sports channels, I, I keep seeing these ads for these uh, online gambling apps mm-hmm. like DraftKings, and um, and they depict the habit as harmless. Now, I was mm-hmm. telling John a story here, an anecdote about my personal experience with gambling, which mm-hmm. you know I, you hear about gambling addicts, and I. Uh, never believed that I could become one. <laughs> and, and, and it culminated in a trip to Vegas uh, where when I managed to get back, my wife told me that if I ever went to Vegas again, she was divorcing me. So, On the other hand, a I sensible played, woman. I, hey, I, uh, turn of a I, friendly card. 
I've 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 had uh, you know a, a different experience with cards anyway. Uh, mm. I have uh, uh, made a whole lot of spending money playing uh, poker and bridge. So mm. uh, well, anyway, well, just remember there are bright smiling faces in fetters and chains on a yeah. wheel in perpetual motion. Yes, yeah, oh, so, well, yeah. that and I and when I was in college, I did a little pool hustling, but. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that. meanwhile, back at the ranch, I, I, <laughs> I, I have uh, begun to suspect that pro football is as rigged as pro wrestling. And just ask any Cincinnati Bengals fan about that AFC championship. Well, Cincinnati uh, had another sports team that had a gambling issue. Oh, yeah. That, you're talking about Pete Rose. But anyway, it ain't so. Or no, the well, Kansas. Okay. The Kansas Chicago, City sorry. Chiefs uh, won the AFC championship game about as convincingly as Joe mm -hmm. Biden won the 2020 election. So uh, mm -hmm. all the Bengals fans uh, believe that the uh, refs were in the tank for the Chiefs. And anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this game on paper. And it is very evenly matched. Both teams have identical records. Uh, 14-3. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, right now the Eagles are favored by a point and a half, but that's only because uh, Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes is still recovering from an ankle injury so uh, that he might be less mobile uh, than usual. And um, my brother Kirby... Uh, uh, thinks the Chiefs are going to win it mm -hmm. uh, just because, I mean, if, if I, I think the main reason is that is that Kirby's a big fan of Joe Burrow, who's from LSU and SEC mm -hmm. quarterback, and that's why he's – well, anyways, <laughs> and the way that the Chiefs beat Joe Burrow uh, kind of uh, – and, and we've been watching um, uh, uh, football all year and uh, – Patrick Mahomes is just incredible. I mean, uh, he's an amazing, amazing quarterback. Uh, and now our guy, of course, uh, Jalen Hurts for the Eagles, right? Mm -hmm. um, Jalen Hurts played at Alabama until he got beat out for the starting quarterback job uh, by Tua Tagovailoa. And then he transferred to Oklahoma uh, for his senior year. And uh, he is a, a, a great quarterback in his own right. But in, And the only criticism I have of Jalen Hurts is it seems to me he's a little bit of a ball hog. Mm. Um, uh, but that's, you know, that's, you, you know, but you look at the success and then you have to say, well, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to criticize. Is that relevant? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but um, what I'm looking at on the game is that the over-under, you know, the total points scored by both teams, the over-under is 50 points. Now, mm. I sat and went through the records, and between them, in the last five games uh, where each of these quarterbacks has started, because Jalen missed a couple of games there, uh, between them, the two teams are averaging uh, – <laughs> Uh, 59.4 um, uh, points per game. So mm. so it looks to me that the over is, is the way to bet on this game. However, however, I must invoke the words of Sky Masterson. On the day when I left home to make my way in the world, my daddy took me to one side. Son, my daddy says to me, I am sorry I'm not able to bankroll you to a very large start, but not having the necessary letters to get you rolling. Instead, I'm going to stake you to some very valuable advice. One of these days in your travels, a guy is going to show you a brand new deck of cards on which the seal is not yet broken. Then this guy is going to offer to bet you that he can make the jack of spades jump out of this brand new deck of cards and squirt cider in your ear. But son... You do not accept this bet because as sure as you stand there, you're going to wind up with an ear full of cider. <laughs> yep. And so yep. Sky Masterson, a, 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 a lifelong gambler, 
said that there's no such thing as a sure thing, you see. And Absolutely. So it, and so as sure as you bet the over in the Super Bowl, we're going to see a defensive struggle with both teams fumbling away scoring chances and getting flagged for false start penalties. I've just got a, I've got a hunch uh, uh, about this game, folks, and, and do not bet on the Super Bowl. I'm just telling you. Very yep. sensible. Yeah, very well, sensible. On the other betting hand, on anything is kind of silly. On the other hand, I'll bet the Super Bowl uh, tomorrow evening has better ratings than the Grammys did this. Oh past my week. god! Oh my gosh! Except for one thing, I okay, I didn't. I've paid no attention to pop music last year, but Bonnie Raitt remains brilliant. Well, yeah, of course, she came by it honestly, her father, yes. John Raitt. Yeah, I know who uh, John Raitt was. Uh, uh, I had the privilege of, of seeing him live several times. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the, the, the talent is uh, partially genetic. But mm -hmm. there was, I, I had a, a post. I loved uh, it. I'm making this up, you know, post. Now, Joe is a website, and admittedly, it's a UK website, but... Uh, they had a headline the morning after the Grammy <laughs> shock as unknown blues singer beats Beyonce, Adele, Taylor Swift to win song of the year Grammy. I know and, that killed. You know, just, this is the second time that she's won, uh, that she's won uh, song of the year. Yeah. And the, fir the first time that she won song of the year was for let's give them something to talk about which beat out R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion. Now, I'm really sorry. I love Bonnie Raitt. Don't get me wrong. But Let's Give Him Something to Talk About is a good song, but Losing My Religion is an amazing song. And she shouldn't have won. Well, as a former member of NARIS, the uh, National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, the last time I voted in the Grammys was... 1980 so uh -huh. uh, you can't blame me for any of that i <laughs> wouldn't blame you anyway john but you're, uh, you're innocent <laughs> well typically i voted in classical music as well even though i was well, working in okay. nashville uh, but it, you know it it it, it is you'd be well you wouldn't be surprised about how incredibly political it gets oh i wouldn't uh, at all you know, uh, so there, there there it goes anyway though i was uh, pleased to see uh, someone with real talent uh, gets getting some recognition. As uh, bad I'm, as sorry, real Adele, talent. I, I'm sorry, Adele has real has talent. Real talent. Yes, and, so, and and and, and uh, even though I don't, I despise Taylor Swift just on, on general principles. I have no opinion. She she's a, a very talented songwriter, so I'm gonna I'm I'm not going to uh, slag them. But the idea that an unknown blues singer, blues singer. <laughs> oh Lord, Bonnie right? That's some twenty seven year old writing hit. I know, isn't that scary? Well, uh, on the other on the other hand, you know, I I, I come from a place where uh, most of the blues singers were black guys from the delta so yeah um well Etta, you still have to account for etta james and a few others but yes. all right yeah and but, big you know, mama on the Come other on, hand big that, mama that, that, that uh, but this leads us to uh the are you pondering what i'm pondering from a couple of days ago i think so brain but do sharks have great white privilege? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get eaten. I won. Yeah, anyway. So. Well, but, but on the other hand, everything's white supremacy now. Stacey. It yes, is, uh, yes. The headline on my post uh, from Friday, everything is white supremacy inside America's new Maoist struggle sessions. I was, I saw uh, this item. Yeah. Um Wow. Um, it's, it's remarkable. It's a, it's a column by Professor Vincent Lloyd mm -hmm. uh, in Compact Magazine. Now, Compact Magazine is a radical journal, okay? Okay, mm -hmm. Professor Vincent Lloyd is not a right-winger. Uh, and no. I, I led the column with a photo of Professor Vincent Lloyd so that you can see that he is a man of color. 
And, and so I know that everyone looked at that picture and was thinking, no way this guy could be an advocate of white supremacy, but welcome to 2023. And, and, and welcome to the, uh, the uh, sort of place where this sort of stuff just, you know, is sold. Okay, so, so he had a, the, his, his article was headlined, A Black Professor Trapped in anti-racist hell. Yeah. Um, he taught a seminar. They tell your ride association mm -hmm. uh, gets gifted uh, high school seniors, uh, 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 high, uh, rising seniors. Okay. In other mm -hmm. words, they completed their junior year and scored very high on the uh, uh, PSAT. So mm -hmm. that these are the future elite uh, that are recruited by the Telluride mm -hmm. Association for a six-week summer program uh, hosted at Cornell University. Well, Professor Lloyd uh, taught a seminar uh, <laughs> there, and it was, um, and the title of the seminar was "Race and the Limits of Law," uh, well. and he. He had taught this previously, but this time uh, he happened to share the the. Uh, there was also an anti-racism workshop <laughs> going on uh, that was being taught by two college students, and and I'm not going to, of course, read the whole column to you, but no. But he explained that that there was um, one of these coordinators of the anti-racism seminar was he refers to her as Keisha and says she's a recent graduate of an Ivy League <laughs> university mentored by a television celebrity black intellectual who is planning to devote her life to transforming the academy in the direction of black justice. Close then it quote. isn't justice, is it? <laughs> well, anyways, and so, so, um, among other things, they're being taught that objective facts are a tool of white supremacy. Oh, and, um, and, and as I was reading about this, it reminded me of the, of the cultural revolution of mm -hmm. the 1960s in mm -hmm. Mao's China. Uh, and I recounted some of the things about this, what they mm -hmm. had were called struggle sessions, basically mm -hmm. public humiliation where oh, you're God, forced yes. to denounce yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So so one of the harms, right? Okay, they, they, they've been teaching the language of harm, as he said, oh. in this anti-racism workshop, workshop. And basically, if your feelings of hurt are hurt, you have suffered harm, okay? And so- <laughs> Yeah, right. So during one class, and I'll quote him directly here, during one class when we discuss Brown v. Board of Education, my co-instructor explained what the doll test was that mm. provided a psychological basis for the Supreme Court's decision. Mm -hmm. It involved showing children black and white dolls and asking what language they would use to describe them, colored, white or Negro. During the seminar break, a student reported this to Keisha, and she rushed in to tell us that a student had been harmed by hearing the word Negro. No. And when, they, I was, uh, no, no. when I was growing up in the 50s, that was uh, considered a proper uh, form uh, of description, and the use of the term colored was considered, considered derogatory. Yes, it was. It was more but polite now, to refer to somebody as Negro than as. Well, did you? Was the word black even much in use? Lenny Bruce. Uh, Lenny well, Bruce. It, it, it was used, and that was, and black was, was referring to them as black was uh, uh, generally considered more demeaning than colored. Yeah, and the, ah. the, the, the time and place that I grew up. Uh, the, the thing is, uh, the thing is, Lenny Bruce. Mm -hmm. had a comedy routine. And if you got to know who Lenny Bruce is. I know but, who he was. But he did this thing to where in it is that LBJ's advisors mm. were trying to teach him how to pronounce the word Negro. Mm. 
<laughs> okay. Because if you're oh. from the back part of the South. If you're from Texas. If you're from Texas, that pronunciation is, is, is difficult. Right. Okay. You have to say the word knee and then the word grow. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's just not the way they talk in Texas. And, and uh, LBJ's way of pronouncing it was close yeah. enough to the N-word. Uh, and so Lenny Bruce did, the, you did this just well, gut-busting. We, we can't uh, even it, play it. Oh, we can't even play it on our podcast because we'd be in trouble. Well, well, the, other, well the other thing is uh, LBJ... LBJ uh, when he thought the mic was off, used would uh, <laughs> never used a polite expression. Yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, the point being that uh, uh, this uh, leftist professor, uh, <sighs> Professor Vincent Lloyd, you've really got to read, uh, click through, and read his entire article. I do. But he discovered that it's a cult. Oh okay? God, yes. And uh, a cult requires a devil. And oh, so yeah. in the absence of actual racism in this program, see, suddenly uh, someone had to be the devil and Keisha had picked out Professor Lloyd uh, <laughs> and he found himself uh, subjected to this struggle sex, uh, uh, session mm -hmm. treatment. And, I, and so, so I close by saying, welcome to the white supremacist clubhouse, Professor. We'll alert the SPLC so you can get your own personal dime <laughs> on the annual hate map. You know? <laughs> I've, I've often thought that of myself as being a dot on the map so that wherever <laughs> I go, there's a little dot following me around thanks to the SPLC. You know, I'm a... I'm a focal point of hate. Maybe the, uh, you maybe you can have one of those little map uh, uh, crosshair thingies so that right. people can so that uh, never mind that yeah. probably yeah. is tactless. Well, <laughs> we're about to go into ableism now that we've uh, discussed racism. We're no, now actually, going... we're got, we're going to go uh, we're going to go into. Uh, Half-baked politics. Uh -huh. Extremely half-baked. But, but, but as an introduction to what we're going to go, I want to I want to remind people of things that were said this week and then things that were said mm, almost 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, for now, let's consider James Baker, the former FBI general counsel, and mm. then went to work for Twitter as one of their in-house lawyers. Answering a question from Representative Jim Jordan during hearing this week, and he said, to the best of my recollection, I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story before that day. Uh, and right. Then if you compare that with uh, Richard Nixon before one of the Watergate grand juries, mm -hmm. I should point out that I can never recall suggesting Mr. McGovern, uh, Senator McGovern's files be checked. Right. Yep. That, that, this, this memory is, uh, yeah. Uh, a hazy I do day. not recall. Yes. I do not recall. Anyway, I can't and, remember. Yes. I don't recall. I have no memory of anything at all. <laughs> yeah. Representative Jim Jordan asked James Baker, the former FBI general counsel who moved to work at Twitter whether he communicated with the FBI about the Hunter Biden laptop story before the New York Post was censored on Twitter for mm. reporting about it. Quote, to the best of my recollection, <laughs> I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story before that day. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. And then Jim Jordan follows up. Did you talk to them after? Your response was real specific. I assume that that day is October 14th. I want to know if you talked to them on the 13th or before or the 15th or after. Quote from Baker. I don't recall speaking to the FBI sitting here today, I don't recall speaking to the FBI at all about the Hunter Biden map matter. 
the laptop, he added. So utter nonsense. <laughs> so it's uh it's amazing how um being required to testify under oath seems to induce a strange type of amnesia among big shot <laughs> lawyers. The things they cannot recall are very specific, and they never deny anything without preceding their denial with the qualifying phrase, to the best of my recollection. You know, yeah. If, if you remember, and, and by the way, this is this is something. What's going on here? And this mm -hmm. was, and and if you you could talk to General Flynn, it's mm. the um, <laughs> these are what are known as process crimes. Oh yeah. Okay, where um, if you lie to the FBI, for example, if you if the FBI comes to question you and you tell them something mm -hmm. false, okay, you can be prosecuted for lying to them. Well, it's not just even the if FBI. it's not a lie. <laughs> Uh, you can, you can, well, it has to, it has to be, they do have to pr prove that material to what uh, was being talked about. Yeah, but, except uh, that it, nothing Flynn said was in any way a material I, I, lie. Yes, but I, I know, but that's not what I'm trying to talk about. The, I know, uh, sorry. The, uh, the, uh, the law is uh, eight, six, 18 uh, USC 1001, and it makes mm -hmm. it a lie to, uh, make any false statement to any federal agency in a w in a way that uh, would lead them to uh, you know uh, make a bad decision basically or, or, or you huh. know to to, dis to to distract them. But it has to be but it has to be material to what you're being asked about. Well, the um, the thing is that this is also what is known as the perjury trap. And mm -hmm. well, yeah, but that that's, that. A different that does on once you get on trial or once you're making a, a sworn statement, and once again you've got sworn testimony to Congress, and uh, so but but the perjury the per, perjury gets you uh, a whole lot more time in jail than uh, uh, eighteen USC one hundred one the, the false uh, statements thing, but but the, but the false statements is is the wonderful I mean it, it's what all sorts of people wind up going to jail for. The um the the thing is is that if you remember if you remember um um the uh Lewinsky scandal mm -hmm. uh, yes. what happened was is that the lawyers for um Paula Jones uh knowing that they had uh, that um about Monica Lewinsky mm -hmm. they asked um you know, asked him under oath in a deposition, asked Bill Clinton about this, and he denied it. And then it comes down to, well, it depends on what the definition of is is, you know? Yeah, you, know, you remember this. He still got disbarred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and so they, what they had done is they had set up a perjury trap. They, uh, they knew the answer to the question mm -hmm. before they asked him. And so, so uh, James Baker, under under oath here, is careful to avoid that. Said, "I do not recollect. I, I do not recall, uh, to the best of my recollection." And that can still be charged as perjury if they find mm -hmm. that you, uh, uh, for example, had notes or that sort of stuff, and you, you know, you're you're, you're dodging. Well, but but here, here's the thing. I recall that we're in this for the money. And oh, therefore, yes. I'm going to suggest that it would be truthful for you to discuss the yellow button. <laughs> okay, it's that time of the uh, program where we engage in shameless capitalism. And I tell our listeners that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column, a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can donate dollars, pesos, uh, yen, euros, any currency you got, shekels, we take shekels, uh, but any currency you may have except Russian rubles uh, <laughs> can be donated through PayPal to help support the blog, 
help support this podcast and, of course, to keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money off of this uh, enterprise and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. Right there lurking at the top of the sidebar on the right is a tip jar icon. If you click on that, you'll be taken away to my PayPal account where you can donate to support the blog or the podcast or both of them at at the same time. Uh, You can uh, use uh, the icon that will take you off to the Hogwash store. And uh, obviously, I get a cut of that action, all sorts of interesting items uh, with uh, branding on them that at least relates in some way to the blog. Uh, and also, there are links to various uh, shopping opportunities at Amazon.com. Uh, Hogwash and uh, the other McCain both uh, participate in the Amazon Affiliates Program. That's a program that Amazon has uh, that gives bloggers a small cut of the action when uh, you shop using qualified links from our blogs. Regardless of how you choose to support us, uh, please remember, though, the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. And uh, we would be very, very thankful. Now, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and neither you or I really wrote about this uh, this week, but and, and I didn't see much coverage about it at all, but uh, during the... Uh, Twitter hearings on Capitol <laughs> Hill, um, the stuff that was really kind of scary were the interchanges between the Democrats on the committee and the Twitter uh, people. And Jonathan uh, Turley, who was a witness, uh, not as part of Twitter, but for other things, uh, a part of the hearing, uh, wrote up uh, a really it's a bothersome piece of, uh, that he's got titled free speech for whom former Twitter executive makes chilling admission on the nuanced standard used for, uh, uh, censorship. And the idea mm-hmm. was that, um, um, that instead of asking just free speech versus safety to say free speech for whom and public safety for whom. So whose free expression are we protecting at the expense of whose safety and whose safety are we willing to allow go to the wind so that people can speak freely? And uh, a Republican, I mean, a Democrat representative from New Mexico, uh, Melanie Sansbury, basically said, yeah, exactly, uh, to that sort of thing. Meanwhile, my former Congress critter, I got gerrymandered out of his district, uh, Jamie Raskin, Oh, opened God. up the whole hearing by uh, insisting that Twitter hadn't cens- censored enough material and that it was oh. still fueling violence by allowing disinformation on the platform. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> yeah. No. Well, you know, it's, I mean, it, the, the whole attitude of the Democrats on the committee and the whole thing about the way the, 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 the former executives are going is like, it's just scary. Uh, and the, well, the, the thing that you, you keep hearing them go is this fire in a crowded theater line, uh. which is from a uh, this Supreme Court decision that has been overturned. Long ago. And uh, 1969, to be exact. Yes. Uh, and, 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 and it was the case involved people who were protesting the draft Yes. In uh, the First World War. Mm-hmm. And if so, you know, the idea was just handing out flyers protesting the draft was enough to, to send you to jail, you know, and that was yelling fire in a crowded theater. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, now that the you can even advocate not just to, for resistance, but for violence, as long mm-hmm. as you're not calling for imminent lawless action. Right. Uh. Uh, that's the, the standard in Brandenburg versus Ohio in 1969 case. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, uh. well, no, what, what the problem is, uh, what the problem is, is that these platforms, right? The, mm-hmm. the way the internet has changed the way people interact 
Okay, and the way people receive information. Okay, back in the day, I'm old enough to remember, you know, prior to the mid 1990s, really, um, that um, fringe views, I mean, you know, uh, racist, anti Semitic, and stuff like that, they were, uh, these things were published in, in grubby little newsletters that mm-hmm. are sometimes a, a mimeographed. Zero- mimeographed. Oh my God. You know, and, and the communists, you know, any sort of oh. crackpot, uh, Lyndon LaRouche type of thing. I remember, I remember when I came to. Working on a clear channel radio station, I played a lot of 15 minute tapes from these bozos. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that and that was their big outreach was being able to buy seventy five dollars worth of airtime on a clear channel station at three in the morning. Yeah, well, and which yeah. sort of makes you wonder who's listening to the radio at three. I remember <laughs> truckers. I Me. remember when I first came to Washington D.C. in nineteen ninety seven uh, that uh, the Liberty Lobby, which mm. is Willis Carto. Yeah. Um, there, um, uh, there, what was it called? The spotlight. I believe it was their oh, monthly that. newspaper or whatever, uh, would be, uh, you know, stacked up, uh, at, you know, they would have racks or whatever, you know, if, if anyone who wanted to read that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, but all the fringe people had their fringe publications and, you never encountered it, it you know, because you would actually actually have to pick something up. You'd have to go looking for it. I mean, and not just by uh, typing a Google search. You had to go looking. For yes, it. yeah, and, yeah. And, and finding the stuff, you know, was was uh, difficult to, to find the physical product. Well, you you create the internet. Okay, Uh and then you create social media, and on social media programs, you know, I have friends uh, that I went to high school with who uh, deleted Facebook because they couldn't stand to see the opinions of people they disagreed with, and Mm -hmm. and I'm like, are you kidding me? I disagree with about ninety nine five percent. Of what's on television, okay? I mean, and, and you know what I do? I don't watch it. Uh, right. I, and on Facebook, you know, I mean, I have never gotten up in the comments of some, somebody posts something to Facebook that I disagree with. I don't get up in the comments of it and tell them off. What's I mean, I point? just ignore it. What do you, I mean, well, not, yeah, but I'm, I got, I deleted my Facebook account after Facebook banned about his ability to link to my blog. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyways, but these people get up on Twitter and they're, (laughs) she's talking about safety, right? We need safety. That goes back to exactly, exactly what the professor was talking about. This teaching that harms, you have suffered harm. And in my case though, when I received swatting threats, mm-hmm. uh, that was not a reason to uh, to suspend somebody's account. Oh heck, no! Of what, course what? not. You know, and and the thing is, is that through all of that, uh, and and going back to and and you know, I got swatted. Okay, yes. I mean, I was doxxed and swatted. Unfortunately. They had the wrong address, and so a perfectly Some poor soul. family with a small baby got swatted because they lived at my former address. And the guy went to federal prison, yay, uh, for, uh, who who doxed me, um, mm-hmm. uh, or who did the swatting. But uh, anyways, but but you know, so I know that real harm can be done, but yep. merely encountering opinions you disagree with is not harm in this idea nope. that that, uh, nope, that Jamie would... Raskin has uh, Jamie Raskin that that misinformation is causing violence you know, and oh. Jamie Raskin is causing violence yeah okay well they're certainly I, calling for it uh, Democrats 
Okay, when they, when they you know, their demonization of law enforcement, their constant mm-hmm. accusations that the world is full of racism. What do you think that's causing in Baltimore? Okay, <laughs> what, uh, what are the harms that are being induced by that speech? But I'm not trying to ban these people. I just merely want a platform where I can speak back to them. Is it my time to talk about this? Dumbass bitch from Westchester County yet. Sandy Cortez. Well, you can in just a minute, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. Well, anyways, I, brain damaged Democrats in the news. What happened, by the way? What, what She's made just dumb. Me, what made me do this is that <laughs> I saw this post that John Fetterman had been hospitalized. Yes. Uh, you know, and John Fetterman's brain damage from his stroke. And so he, he was hospitalized after he uh, was feeling kind of extra fuzzy at a, a Democrat retreat. But anyways, uh, so so I brought up another brain damaged Democrat, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You mean Che Guevara? <laughs> yeah, Che Guevara. Uh, uh, occasional Cortex. Yeah, That's yeah. my favorite. Sandy Cortez. Uh, Sandy I'm, Cortez. I, 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 I'm sticking with the Che Guevara. I like yeah. Che Guevara. That is good, but I still like occasional Cortex. Yeah, well, anyways, <laughs> I have to remind readers that going back during the Trump years... Uh-huh. Um, uh, Sandy Cortez was was uh, constantly uh, demanding impeachment, uh, mm-hmm. uh, claiming that Trump was guilty, 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 guilty of guilty. Russian, yeah, Russian collusion and obstruction of justice. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in uh, May 2019, she tweeted out, "Failure to impeach now." Is neglect of due process. Now, I'm I'm like due process. What the, what what the what what the actual hell does that have to do with impeachment, ma'am? You know, but but see, it's an echo chamber. It's this echo chamber effect. So, anyways. Now that the investigative shoe is on the other foot, so to speak, AOC is singing a new tune. Uh, She uh, slammed the House Oversight Committee hearing on Twitter, uh, uh, Twitter's uh, repression of the Hunter laptop story. She said, we could be talking about the cost of prescription drugs, abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights, but instead we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, Hmm. this is an embarrassment. The newspaper wasn't sharing what it obtained. New York Post had this alleged information is trying to publish it without any corroboration, without any backup information. They were trying to publish it to Twitter. Twitter did not let them, and now they were upset. They want the ability to do it again. They want the ability to inject this again. So they drag the social media platform here in Congress. They're weaponizing the use of this committee so that they can do it again. A whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. Good Lord, Sandy. That's, that's my Sandy Cortez imitation. I, I know. It, she's having a little tantrum. She's stamping her little foot. And, and she's living in her own private Idaho. She you know? is. I mean, the land of the mashed potato, you know? It's like, what's wrong with you, lady? Well, um. But see, this is, what, this is the echo chamber effect. I, 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 whenever I turn over and watch MSNBC, I'm watching that and I'll watch it and I'll watch it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's another planet. It's a complete different <laughs> from the planet of Fox News. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. And it's not like Fox and News is, a, is uh, a radical uh, alternative either. Yeah. Well, you know, oh, yeah. it, well, you know uh, 
Some people uh, are reality challenged. Let's just leave it at that. But on the other hand, some of us have had a better week than others. I had a marvelous week uh, in some ways, especially the evening of the 7th. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, it was actually, I owe a, a special thank you to everyone who watched the Biden State of the Union speech <laughs> so I didn't have to. I, 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 I honestly had a nice nap. I did. Yeah. I tried to watch it on closed captioning and I gave up about 10 oh minutes my in. Oh my <laughs> God. Well, I, I would have hated to have been the, uh, the, the quick uh, typist on that. Well, Stacy, you didn't even uh, watch it though, did you? No, no. I, I explained by way of an urgent memo from the Department of Psych Psychiatry <laughs> and Behavioral Sciences at John Hopkins University Medical Center. I had to look that up, by the way. <laughs> I explained that I suffer from BITS. BITS, okay. Biden-induced Tourette syndrome. Uh, <laughs> the telltale symptom of which is that the patient begins loudly shouting obscenities whenever Joe Biden appears on the nearest TV. The mere sound of Biden's voice seems to call BITS sufferers to start screaming incoherent sequences of cuss words, vulgarities, slurs, epithets, and sexualized insults. Researchers have concluded that these symptoms are involuntary and that the expressions voiced are entirely irrational as the patient does not believe, for example, that Biden literally sodomized his own mother, nor that the president of the United States could literally shove the 4,000-page, $1.7 trillion omnibus spending <laughs> bill up his own rectum. So... I did like that. Uh, uh, all of this is to explain why I would not be watching the State of the Union address. I might become a danger to myself and others were I to attempt watching uh, the State Union address. So, so uh, we thank you for your understanding in this time. So you don't get my thanks this week, but lots of other people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I ended up the next day. I, uh, mm. um, I, uh, I I I saw some excerpts of it and talked about Joe Biden versus an army of straw men. Yeah, mm. well, there it is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the, uh, meanwhile, we last week we were talking about balloons. We oh, were, God. and we still are talking about balloons. It you turns, are. It it turns out that. Uh, they shot one down coming across the coast uh, from the Arctic Ocean uh, near Prudhoe Bay in Alaska. They got it uh, while it was still out over the ice, but uh, over the ter territorial lim limit. And uh, that, one, that one they were very justified in shooting down because it was low enough that it w became a danger to civil aviation. Yes, uh, and so that one, that, that one's a no-brainer uh, in terms of uh, whacking it as soon as they could. But the other thing is, I just saw before we went on they, that Trudeau announced that uh, uh, based on his, uh, his instructions, the U.S. Air Force shot down a balloon over Canada this evening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so this is a separate item. Yes, so that's number three. What the heck is going on here? Uh, I don't. Why know. is the U.S. is there open season the on balloons over Canada? Well, <laughs> well, no, because no, we're more capable than Canada. But well, no, actually, not as, much. Uh, we Canada and the United States jointly run the North American Air Defense Command, and 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 the <laughs> fighters uh, located. Uh, at an air base just outside of Fairbanks, Alaska, we're closer to the balloon than any uh, Canadian Air Force aircraft. So mm -hmm. we, they got the job. It's a joint command. Um, but obviously for shoot down over Canada, they require Canadian authorization. But it's, yeah, this, this is one of those, uh, what's going on here? Uh, it's, I've, 
I'm not sure that we're going to enjoy getting the uh, correct answers. Me neither. Hmm. Meanwhile, though, uh, more down to earth and further south, uh, you had a nice post about crime control in Florida. Yeah, crime reduction in <laughs> County, Florida. Uh, gee, well, how do you reduce crime? Well, <laughs> uh, say hello to 21-year-old Alex Michael Green, and while you're at it, Go ahead and say goodbye because Mr. Green shuffled off this mortal coil uh, this week in Polk County. I, I will now read to you from um, uh, the Lakeland, Florida, a news site. Pandemonium took over on Winter Haven's Havendale Boulevard about 2 p.m. Monday when a suspect connected to Last week's mass shooting in Lakeland Jeez. fled from law enforcement officers, was involved in several crashes and a carjacking, mm. and was then shot to death by a Lakeland police captain whom the suspect tried to run over. Ah! Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, uh, Alex Michael Green... Uh, was under surveillance uh, because uh, uh, law enforcement believed that he was involved in a shooting uh, a week earlier uh, in which 11 so. people were wounded in the city of, of uh, Lakeland. Lakeland. Fortunately, none, no one died, uh, but they had a warrant for his arrest on burglary, uh, but he, uh, he, he uh, hopped into a white truck and sped away uh, with Lakeland police officers chasing him. Uh, Lakeland Police Department Captain Eric Harper, a 20-year law enforcement veteran, um, was the guy who uh, put an end uh, to Mr. Green's career. And um, uh, uh, when uh, Green aimed the car at Harper, Harper... Oh shot Green at least uh, six times. Now, this happened in Polk County, Florida, which Polk County, Florida, if you look at a map, is right between Tampa and Orlando. So they mm -hmm. get a lot of uh, 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 problems in there. Uh, but uh, Mr. Uh, Captain Harper is, a, is an experienced um, law enforcement uh, officer. He, he used to be a deputy for the Polk County Sheriff's Department. Now, <laughs> Harper was one of <coughs> nine deputies involved in the manhunt for a guy named Angelo Freeland in 2016. Freeland was a drug dealer who made the mistake of driving through Polk County where mm -hmm. he got pulled over. The deputy started asking questions about his fake ID, mm. and Fre Friedland took off on foot running into the nearby woods. A deputy with a canine showed mm -hmm. up to search the woods. Mm -hmm. Friedland fatally shot both the deputy and the dog. That ends badly every yeah, single time. Yeah, well, <clears throat> a task force uh, hunted down... Uh, Friedland in the woods, and when they found him, they fired 110 shots, mm -hmm. and the autopsy said that he had been hit 68, 68. times by gunfire. And uh, at the press conference as afterward, uh, um, someone asked Sheriff Judd uh, why they had fired so many <laughs> shots, and he answered, quote, that's all the bullets we had, or we would have shot him some more. And that's not the only time he's given such a response uh, uh, for uh, 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 someone who shot a police officer. <laughs> yeah, that's all the bullets we had. Are we? So anyways, Alex Michael Green won't be causing any more crime in Polk County. And that's going to, because he's one of these guys that they're either, I mean, there's some of these people that they've never done an honest thing in their life. And they're either in jail 
or if they're out on the streets, they wake up in the morning, start perpetrating and perpetrate all day long until they go to sleep at night. Then they dream about the crimes they're going to commit the next day. Evidently. Well, uh, in the case of uh, the next case we're going to talk about, uh, mm -hmm. at, uh, at least there have been no more violent crimes that uh, oh, we've been hey. able to approve. Uh, uh, but uh, Rule 44 of the Supreme Court states that any petition for the rehearing of an order denying a petition for a writ of certiorari or extraordinary writ shall be filed within 25 days after the date of the order denial. Mm -hmm. Well, the order denying Brett Kimberlin's petition for writ of certiorari seeking a review of his Speedway bombing uh, convictions was issued on the 9th of January. He had 25 days, and that was a week ago yesterday, the 3rd of February. Yay. And no petition for rehearing has appeared on the case docket, so his convictions still stand. Yay! Guilty, Probably a good guilty, guilty. Yep. And uh, a friend of mine who's a lawyer uh, uh, noted that, yeah, he had this uh, fancy law firm that was representing him pro bono, and uh, he probably wanted them to file for a rehearing, and uh, they probably had to tell him, don't, no, don't waste your time. Please don't waste our time or yours. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that that's the latest crime story so far. Other than, but we got a crazy people are dangerous uh, that is a little bit unusual uh, this time, and it's also incredibly ironic. Yeah. You see, Alec Baldwin is uh, has found a gun control law he doesn't like. <laughs> no, you see, New Mexico. Well, you see, it applies to him. Well, New and Mexico. You know he's better than that. Well, New Mexico has a uh, have you know how the various states and the feds have said if uh, and if you are in possession of a gun when you do this crime, there's an adder on your a mandatory adder on your sentence. Well, yeah. guess what? They did that with manslaughter, uh, and he's been charged uh, uh, with the higher grade thing he's fighting it based on the fact that well yeah but you passed that after i uh, after the shooting and so it's an ex post facto law but still i you know it's like well first of all you know he is was so over the top uh, uh sure of himself in a way that just flew in the face of reality uh, uh and he wound up pulling the trigger on a live round and killing <laughs> His uh, cinematographer. Now, Which is you know, pretty horrible. Yeah, I mean, and so you know, that's the kind mm -hmm. of danger that uh, you know crazy people can actually cause in the real world. And uh, so, but the 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 irony of this, you know, of here's mm -hmm. a gun control law, and this guy uh, who is you know uh, one of the the public faces of uh, the gun control uh, industrial complex. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's just, you know, the, I love the irony of the whole thing. Oh, it's wonderful. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the for the crime that he committed, but it is just oh, absolutely stark, ravenly uh, mad the way it's turning out. Mm. Well, and we hear the boogie-woogie piano in the yeah. background, which informs us that we're nearing the end of the hour. And so uh, this is where we uh, thank everyone for joining us. Uh, thank you for joining us, Diana. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. and Stacy, we'll see you next week. We're going to have a whole lot of fun, uh, I'm sure, because... Be, it's it's going to be just incredibly weird. Yes, yes. We'll be uh, talking about the uh, uh, Super Bowl, I'm sure. But anyways, oh, we'll be back next Saturday night at the usual time, 7 p.m., and we hope that you'll join us. Good All night, right. everybody. Good night, Stacey. Good night, Diana. Good night. Good night. Well, now let's all be free. I keep going.
Mr. Briggs.